the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters to me? What matters to me is that I am in Phoenix and I'm not in Cleveland. Cleveland is not a place where you would want to be. In fact, if you are in, in coaching, uh, it appears to be that, uh, as you all well know, the Cleveland Browns have decided to let their head coach and their offensive coordinator go. And, of course, the Cavaliers have done the same thing in terms of letting Ty Lue, uh removing him from that position of head coach. Got my man uh, Willie Gibson on with me. Willie, uh, man, whoo. Not that we didn't see some of it coming, but to think that it would all happen, you know, within 72 hours and that Cleveland, which was once called the mistake on the lake, uh, I'm just not so sure they didn't uh, make a mistake. Certainly with, with Todd Lou, I, I felt that, you know, Todd deserved, he had earned, I don't care who he had on the team. Sometimes you could have great players and you don't win, but he was able to get a championship for a team that had never had one ever before. And, of course, they can only give him six games, you know, to try to rebuild. And, and he was gone. He was out of there. Uh, Cleveland Browns, well, you know, I'm just tired of being embarrassed about the performance of the team. So um, I think Hugh had adequate time to try to get it together. Um, one game, uh, well, what we got, how many games we got now? You know, in the past three years, though, he's doesn't have an average of, of, of you know, three a year, you know, so certainly uh, I think there was justification in him going. Um, it's just now, you know, I'm wondering, you know, man, what happens for the Browns? So so what are you thinking all that stuff? Will it go right ahead, man? Um, I definitely don't believe the, the, the Ty Lu thing was justified at all, at all. You don't, you, I mean, it's less than two weeks into the season, six, six games into the season, that was the ultimate emotional rash decision by uh, Dan Gilbert. Uh, he's done this before in, 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 the, in the, I believe, 13 years he's been the owner. He's had six head coaches and, and five general managers. So he's known to to make a rash decision. And this one is, is more rasher than the others, if you will, because he has no plan. Larry Drew was announced as the interim head coach, and he says, no, I'm not the head coach. I'm just the voice right now. He's not he's not accepting the role so they don't have a coach right now they fired a coach without having a coach in Cleveland uh, with the Browns rather um, yeah I mean the writing was on the wall I mean 336 and one you know doesn't get it done I feel bad for Hugh um, as a person as a coach I mean he he was told and, and given some assurances when he took the job that you know we're going to win and then he takes the job and uh they tear the they tear the building down to the studs and and people fail to rip they don't remember Hugh was a hot coaching candidate three years ago when he took the Browns job they actually Jimmy Haslam opened up the checkbook he wanted to go to New York an interview with the Giants and uh, he, uh, Jimmy Haslam uh, did what he had to do to keep him in the building and, and get him to commit to Cleveland because uh, you know I believe the Giants at that time hired Ben McAdoo and he was fired. Uh, after last season, and now they're on their second coach in, in Pat Shermer. So he was not a bad coach. He he had uh, a team that was uh, committed to to going young. They they were, for lack of a better term, tanking the first two years he was there. And then in year three, he got uh, 40 new players, I believe, got a GM who was uh, establishing talent and, and stockpiling players and picks. And and now he's gone. So I mean, as you said, it's not a not a good time to be a 
uh, a Cleveland fan of uh, of their sports teams. Well, you know, well, I, I'm I'm going to uh, step in. You know, one thing I like about these uh, these platforms that we have nowadays in terms of digital media and also those uh, the big boys that allow to bring former players on onto shows. It gives the players a, the chance to express their feelings. And I can just tell you this: as, as a former professional football player myself. I don't give a damn if a team is talking about they're going to tank. Once I'm out on that field, it's my job to decide what I'm going to do. And I'm trying to keep my job. I'm, I'll never forget there was a time when we played uh, – I was playing for the Philadelphia Eagles. We played the Dallas Cowboys. And after our, the game was over, we lost to the Cowboys uh, in Dallas. Uh, but I got a chance to go home and, uh, of course, you know, I taped the game on VHS. So I watched the game. And I'll never forget, you know, Terry Bradshaw – saying in the broadcast that somebody needs to tell Ray Ellis that the game is over. Hell, I, that, ain't, that ain't the way Ray Ellis played football. I don't care what is what the score is. I'm out there. I'm giving my best every damn play. And that's what bothers me when I watch the Cleveland Browns play. I don't care what the, what, what the administration, what the coaches have in mind in terms of what they think we're going to accomplish in terms of wins and losses. They ain't the ones playing ball. I want to see the fellas show me a sense of urgency and play and get it done on the field. Because once a, a coach calls a play, everybody has an assignment to do. And, and that's just what bothers me. When you, I don't care if you say you want to go young, you want to go old, whatever you want to go. Whoever you put out there on that court, it, it's easy even if you don't know what you're doing to go full speed, you need to see, you, you can see effort. You, you, you can't measure a man's heart, but you can see what kind of effort he's putting out. I just heard some comments about a baseball player. They were saying how he wasn't hustling and they're thinking about him, go, you know, him no longer being a part of the Dodgers, I believe it was. But the effort is, I don't see that effort from the Browns. I was just talking to Frank Minifield a little earlier today and, uh, and Frank and I again, you know, agree on some of the things, man. We we looking for the the fellas got to step it up, man. That's what the fans want to see. You know, it's like basketball. Somebody trying to chase down. You know, they talk about when you're on the floor, diving on the floor. You know, you can see effort. And so let me ask you, Willie, do you see effort from from the Browns? Do you see them clawing, scratching, giving you everything they got? Do you think you're getting that from every player that steps out on that field? Every player, no, no, um, and uh, not to assign names to it, but. Duke Johnson. I mean, he, and it's not all his fault. And when I say this, because he has been clamoring all season long, I need the ball. I need more touches. I need more touches. They gave him the ball the first two plays of the game, Sunday. He gained 16 yards, and he saw the ball one time the rest of the game. That I mean, that he wants the ball. He wants to put forth maximum effort. But if they don't call the plays, he's not involved in the game plan. Then what more can he do? And I think that's one of the main reasons Todd Haley is no longer in Cleveland because the offense just didn't get any better. And I think that's what led Hugh um, two weeks ago after the after the uh, uh, Kansas or I'm sorry the Tampa Bay game to say what he said and said I need to get back and I, I need to get back involved hands feet everything involved in the offense because it's just not working. And and, and people criticize him for that, but. He knew the writing was on the wall. He knew his time was coming to a close. And he's like, look, either I'm a, if I'm going down, I'm going down my way. I'm going down with my hands on the offensive game plan. And if I get fired, then I can say I did it my way. He wasn't content to sit back and go down 
at the hands of somebody else's offense and somebody else's game plan. Yeah, so. I think, well, in that case, Willie, I think it was just too little too late. If, if that yeah. is what you believe was Hughes' approach to it, it was too little too late. That should have started in training camp. From the very from day one, going into the season, you know they said it was some uh, controversy about you know if they wanted to bring Baker along slowly or if they wanted throwing right into the fire. And 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 athletes always feel I don't care what other people outside the game feel. First of all, any player that is a professional football player reached the pinnacle of his profession did not do that by sitting on the bench. Do you always want to play? You always want to start. You don't, you're not worried about getting caught up in the moment or the, or being too big, to, you know, the stage being too big for you. If you know your plays and you know what you're supposed to do and, and you're assured of that, you just go full speed, you go all out, the coach is going to support you. So so in this particular case, I know there was, you know, that was one of the things. If they wanted, you know, Tyrod in there or if they wanted to bring Baker along slowly, that was one of the things. And then we saw, of course, the, you know, whatever that was, entertainment during hard knocks, you know, where there was a disagreement with them. And those kind of things playing out, you know, so that kind of gave you some idea that there was some tension for the fans, you know, their only preview inside look at, you know, there was some tension there. They were butting other heads then. But certainly uh, in terms of Hugh being in great demand, I, I tell you what, the, his demand may have gone down because of he had an opportunity for three years. Well, let's say let's say, let's say two years, but but certainly you know the start of three seasons, and and look what he produced. I don't think that was a good you know you only, you only get a first time to make a first impression. His first impression, I don't think that was a good one. I I, I think right. I, I think he is. Uh, will he get another chance? I I'm not even sure about that right now. Yeah. He'll get another shot. He'll get another shot. You think, because he, you think he'll get another shot at a head coach right away? Is that you think right away his next job is going to be a head coach or he's going to be offensive coordinator somewhere? Uh, you know what? I, I say he'll go to Cincinnati as the head coach. Because you got to remember, he was the offensive coordinator in Cincinnati with Marvin uh, Marvin Lewis. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, and of course. I think, I, think Marvin, I think Marvin may be on his way out. I think Marvin, for whatever reason, if it's voluntary or – if Mike Brown won't sign him to a new contract, uh, Marvin Lewis will not be back in Cincinnati, and it's just a uh, a perfect, seamless transition to bring Hugh Jackson back in there as the head coach of the Bengals. Yeah, they did not give Marvin extensions. That's what he was looking for, am I correct? He's playing on his right. last year of his contract? Right. Yeah, well, you know, of course, you know, the conversation's been for a long time. The narrative has been, why is he still there? You know, he's one of the longest tenure coaches right now, I think. And uh, yet still, what has he done? And he's had some talent. I mean, he has had some talent down there in Cincinnati. And so um, so we'll see. But we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back, Willie. You listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. Got my man Willie Gibson with me. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America. Sports Channel. Have you got something to say about your favorite team? Or want to make a comment on recent news? Like us on Facebook and make your voice heard. The discussion is always continuing. Search for Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Professional teams go through this again. It ma- it, ma- it really matters to me, and I hope I got some other people out there that it matters to them as much as it matters. I, I certainly got, you know, I got one person with me, my man Willie Gibson on the other end of the phone. Hey, Willie, before I forget about, because I, I want to do this, I think it's just a, a natural segue for us. There is another team who haven't gotten rid of their coach, but you bought the team up. Certainly they've gone, they're going through a different yep. situation. And, 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 and again, from my experience, I've been in a situation like this before. And that is uh, when I was in Philadelphia, uh, we had a changing of the guard. We had a youth movement. It was after we played the Chicago Bears and we, and we came, we lost the game, came back. We were out of the playoffs. And Marion Campbell, uh, who had been a coach for maybe a year or two, uh, made some changes and, and, and put some young boys in. And, and I was one of them young boys that got a chance to go in. And myself, I know Greg Brown came in because Greg and I were roommates. That's how I remember Greg. Uh, uh, I don't really can't remember. Well, I think uh, Leonard Mitchell, who was a first-round draft pick, an offensive tackle, I think he got a chance to start, and maybe a couple other people. And I'm just wondering. I'm looking at the New York Giants right now. And, you know, there were some people for, for whatever reasons were saying that perhaps maybe – Barkley and Odell need to be sat so to make sure they were healthy for future years down the road. But but I'm saying that and 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 Eli needs to stay in and get beat up for whatever reason because he's you know why put in somebody else you know and get them hurt when you know the line ain't that good. But what I'm saying, I think it's time for the Giants to make whatever moves they're going to make to get the players some experience so that. Their first year, their rookie year, ain't next year's season. But if this year is gone, you ain't going to win. Let them get some reps in. Let them get some game time, playing time in, experience in now. 
have them ready to start next year as veterans as opposed to first-time starters and, t- and, and lose two seasons. So I'm just thinking, what do you th- – and, and, and I think that Barkley and Odell should still be playing. First of all, they get incentives in their contracts that, you know, if they – lead the league in receiving or in rushing, you know, don't make them miss out on the opportunity for them to go out and perform for the individual purpose that they that they can, you know, reap from. But also, I think that they need to be a part of the future. They are part of the future, so let them play with those guys that are going to be part of the future if they're on your bench. So, so, so what do you think about the Giants perhaps maybe saying, okay, if we're going to look to the future, if we got some youth on our bench that's going to contribute in the future – we out of the play. Let, let's make it happen now. What do you think about that? I think they're close to make that decision. I think the plan was already to start the rookie quarterback next week, uh, but he was arrested this morning on uh, some uh, traffic violations that he had. So that's up in the air right now. But yeah, I mean, they're one in seven. Eli's 37 years old in year 16. As great as Saquon Barkley is, I still stand to my point that. He should not be a New York Giant right now. Oh, he should, no Cle- he should have been a Cleveland Brown. No, nah, not even that. Uh, it's just the fact that they took – first of all, Eli Manning's 37 years old. You had an opportunity to take a quarterback in Sam Darnold, and you take the running back at number two into the Giants, and then not only that, to add insult to injury, the Jets take Sam Darnold at three, the quarterback you should have taken. So if you had Sam Darnold sitting on the bench – and Eli Manning is going one and seven. You put Sam Darnold in there. Now you got a rookie fourth round pick. Uh, I think the kids from Richmond, Carl uh, Kyle Loretta. It's, uh, I don't know. I think just a bad, bad, bad move by the front office of the Giants. Yeah, I, I so, would say this. I would say that the Giants don't have their future quarterback five years down the road on their bench right now. I, I would say that if it was Donaldson mm-hmm. or one of the others that were available, I think that would not that would it'd be a different narrative. They would have their future quarterback ready to play and to be groomed, you know, behind Eli for these first seven games. But, but they, you know, so now they are looking for a quarterback for next year. Or I, I don't even think there's a back, I don't think they're looking to trade for anybody. And the trade deadline was already expired today. And, uh, and, and probably I think for the first time in a long time, it was a, it was a lot of activity that was going on, you know. And, yeah. uh, you know, and so it, you know, the NFL is it's, it's a little different. It's certainly, I'll tell you one thing. It certainly is a passing game, and and Eli Manning. Uh, you know, I know we talked about well, we didn't talk about it on this show, but they've talked about it on the Big Boy Show for a long time that Tom Brady is going to fall off the cliff. Eli, somebody pushed Eli off the cliff. <laughs> you know, I don't know if he fell, but he got pushed off the cliff, man. I mean, he just has, he just went zoom down. You know, uh, oh, we got a chance, a glimpse to see how good Odell Beckham can be because Eli was able to get the ball to him in, at the right time in the right places. So that's how we know how good of a talent Odell Beckham is. But that that quarterback that was throwing to e, uh, Odell, no, he's gone. You know, uh, the the quarterback that was uh, throwing to, my, to the Salsa Dancer, we, we haven't seen him in a long time. You know, yeah. so, so yeah, Eli, and, and, you know, listen, I still think that football, when it comes down to it, is still man on man. And I believe in the running game. So I you know, this is something, the fact that they do have a running back, now they have to get a, a quarterback. They know they have, you know, they're not going to go out and find everything. You got a running back and you got a wide out. You need a quarterback right now. But uh, I agree with you. There, this was the quarterback draft that they missed out on. Um, 
I just wanted the Browns to take uh, Barkley. Um, we 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 got it. We got a quarterback up there in Cleveland, but you know, still some questions. But uh, but we have a quarterback and a running back. The Giants are are in a little bit of trouble. So you think that? So you you think they've already started that youth movement? It, it's, it's been agreed upon that you've uh, they're going to go with the backup quarterback. Eli is, will not be starting this week, provided my man is not in jail. Well, I, that was the report. Next week, not not this week, but next week, uh, going into week uh, ten. So. Eli, from what I heard, it was um, Eli gets this start, and then uh, going forward, it will be the backup. But as you said, with with his arrest this morning, that remains to be seen. And we got some more uh, quarterback issues too, but but I but I think it's, it's the right move down in Tampa Bay. I, I think Tampa Bay's done the right thing. I think Jameis Winston's had his hat. Man, listen, it was your team. I think you lost the job. They, mm-hmm. they should have won the game this past weekend, but but they didn't. But 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 uh, certainly, uh, Fitzgerald came in and uh, did an excellent job. What do you think? Yeah, Fitzmagic did his thing. I mean, Jameis. I mean, he's played. I mean, he missed the first three games of the season, but yet he leads the league in interceptions. I mean, where did he do that at? Right. I mean, I mean, Jameis. I mean, he can't stand up his own way. I mean, as a twenty-one million dollar rookie, fifth-year option, he's playing for. And as much as they want to give it to him, I don't see them giving him $21 million for next year. Yeah, and I, I apologize. I said Fitz, uh, Fitzgerald. That's Larry out here in uh, in Phoenix. So, But uh, I, I will say this. Um, yeah, I think Jameis, you know, he's going to have some problems because the, the fact of the matter is I don't even think he's looked good enough for anybody else to be excited about him if he does his free agent market. I, I, I'm not excited about it, you know, so uh, – uh, yeah, and 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 all that, uh, like you said, Fitzmagic has been able to do is throw touchdowns, man. You know, they used to talk about Chris Carter just catching touchdowns. That's all this dude does is throw is, is throw touchdowns. Right, and then that man. But at the same time, he's thirty eight years old, he's thirty seven years old. Just like we talked about Eli Manning uh, a moment ago, being thirty seven years old, he's not the long term solution either. No, in Tampa Bay, you're right. So, um, and uh, Dirk Cutter, the coach. He's playing for his job. He's already fired his defensive coordinator the week before they played the Browns. Um, that it could be a total overhaul in Tampa come uh, this end of the season. Yeah, that that, that that's interesting too because um, you know, like you said, uh, they've already got rid of uh, you know one coordinator, so they've they've tried to make some adjustments to what the team looks like. And, and I mean, they got some firepower. They got some receivers on that team. So you know, if 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 Fitz could stay hot. Uh, I think they can do some things, but but in terms of receivers, they they got some people to throw the ball to, and uh, and he's been able to do it, and Jameis has not been able to get it done, and so I I think that's going to be uh, interesting down there in Tampa Bay. So now it's just a matter of you know they could be p- playing for a for a draft pick. Uh, I'm not sure what their record is right now, um, but uh, you see them making the playoffs. Tampa Bay. Yes. No. No. Okay. okay. So, not at all. Okay, they, so. they, not in that south. They're in last place in their division, in the NFC South, at um, three and four. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Saints are on top of that six and one. Uh, Carolina five and two. The Falcons and the Buccaneers tied at three and four. No, I, I don't see them making the playoffs at all. So now it's about you know what what they can do in the draft and and what they should go after in the draft you know and uh, it's a shame I mean it's halfway through the season and, and we're talking about people who are not making the already 
mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah, I saw I saw a chart this morning for the first time. Um, mm-hmm. The top ten picks of the draft and the Giants at one and seven had the number one pick. <laughs> New York Giants. That's not supposed to happen. You're, you're a New York team. You're the biggest markets team, and I'm sorry, in in National Football League baseball or basketball the, the largest market teams for whatever reason are not ever supposed to be in that conversation of picking first or in the top five of the draft it's, not, it's just not supposed to happen like that uh okay well um certainly we so we we agree about uh eli we we also agree on uh what's happening with uh fitz magic and what's going on down there um i just uh do you think in terms of uh the giants you think we're looking at a, a head coaching move no, no, Pat Shermer just got there. I mean, there's no way. I mean, he they knew what they were giving him. Like I said, they they had the opportunity to draft the young quarterback, and is I mean, it's great and it's phenomenal and it's dynamic. A player as Saquon Barkley is, you had a chance to get a 15 year quarterback, and you drafted a. Uh, I I I don't want to put a limit on his career, but I don't know that you have any 15 year running backs anymore. So your quarterback in year 16 is already showing signs of, of, of as you say, falling off, the, pushed off the cliff, falling off the cliff. And I think that was just bad, bad drafting by the, by the front office. But no, no, uh, Pat Sharmer, I mean, he's, he's done the best he can with what he has. Got to get him a quarterback, a young quarterback, and get him an offensive line. I mean, they spent – what sixty two million dollars to sign Nate Solder from the from the Patriots, and that's, that that kind of lets you know right there a free agent that the Patriots let get away. That should tell you all you need to know. And he's been nothing but a swinging a, a swinging gate at left tackle for the for the Giants this year. Uh, Eli's getting pummeled back there. They they drafted a a rookie uh, guard in the second round, and I mean, he's a rookie. They've already cut the right tackle. That they drafted two years ago in the top ten, so I mean, rebuild the offensive line, get a quarterback in there, and and Pat Shermer should should be okay now that you have um, Saquon and you have uh, Odell. All right, I think he's going to need something in that secondary back there too. Although those guys play pretty good, I, w- I was surprised the secondary played pretty good for for the Giants, but. Uh... They did make some new changes, and I had a couple guys and just sent them packing. So we're going to take a break and come back. You listen to Rail the Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel have you become a member yet sign up now to become a member of voice america it's always free and easy plus you get to take advantage of some great member benefits get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels keep track of your favorite episodes shows and hosts in your own customizable library Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. And then Phoenix Living Like a Matter. Got my man Willie Gibson with me from the OHIO. And uh, speaking of the OHIO, Willie, uh, those Browns, of course, we talked about those Browns. We, uh, we also talked a little bit about uh, what was going on with the Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, things are being sh- you know, shaken up there as well. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, we, we haven't talked much about, about them, not that we do. Or they give us any reason to. Uh, so, so let me let me go to some things that that are important and that matter to me. And of course, that's uh, you know the Philadelphia Eagles over in London traveled over there, had a good game, good showing. Uh, but they now make the you know make the NFC East race a little competitive. Uh, Washington Redskins looking good. What do you think about the NFC East? Um, yeah, this is some good moves made. Actually, the Eagles made a trade today for uh, Golden Tate. Yes, from sir. Detroit. I don't for the for the life of me, the two teams have given up their best receiver. The Raiders did it, and 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 now uh, Detroit is doing it. What, how, right. What is that all about? Especially when you got, you know, both of them had quarterbacks that make a lot of money. I'm not saying the quarterbacks are you know deserving of the money, but both those have quarterbacks that make a lot of money, and people expect to see a return on their investment, and they get rid of the best receivers. Yeah, from from, from what they say about Golden Tate reports, are he was unhappy. And um, Detroit, you know, new coach there, Matt Patricia, and uh, he's been getting some uh, flack from from veterans as far as um, you know practices and treatment, things of that nature. So, you know, Golden Tate, from what I understand, was uh, was 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 fed up and, and wanted to leave, wanted to get out. So uh, they accommodated him today. I'm looking up his contract numbers real quick just to make sure. That he, how many years he has left? Actually, this is the last year of his deal. So, you know, he wasn't coming back. He wasn't coming back to Detroit. So, actually, it's a good move for them. I know, traded a guy 
um, on the last year of his deal, got a pick, and, and Philadelphia now has a rental. Well, I, I can say this about this. Uh, I, you know, he might look at, or I, and I'm not going to show he's going to look at Philadelphia as a rental because he's going to look at Philadelphia as a much better competitive team than what he just left. Uh, also got a um, fran- two franchise quarterbacks, as far as I'm concerned, on the, on the roster. Uh, there's a there's enough football to pass around because the Eagles you know pass the ball more than they run the ball. So I think Golden Tate will be I think he'll be happy in Philly. I, I really do. Uh, I think Golden Tate is one of those guys that I see he does give effort. He cares. He you know there's Jack Yards Yards after catch. He he always making things happen. Uh, you can you can count on Golden Tate to to deliver for you. you got good 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 hands too. Real good hands, good speed. You know he could stretch the defense. So I think that was a good pickup for the Eagles. I, I really do. And uh, you know, even though the uh, Detroit wasn't going to get anything for him again, you know, it's like um, you know, again, your best player is gone. So if I'm a fan, I'm looking at man, you know, our best player. Who else we who else we got? You know, so that's what I, you know. A lot of times I'm coming from a player's and a fan's perspective because as a former player, I'm now a fan of the game. And, you know, when you're a season ticket holder or you've got a team, you want to see your team win. You don't want to see your best player go out the door and then they're going to tell you, well, you know, we got something in the future. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, I don't know about y'all, but the last time I checked, we ain't guaranteed a future. A future. We ain't guaranteed tomorrow. And, and y'all talking about that. But that, that's okay. So, uh, uh, but let's move on. You know, somebody certainly still looking good. Is I'll tell you what, man. Uh, the Chiefs and the Rams look like a Super Bowl to me. I mean, that, that, right now, if that was the Super Bowl game right now, I would take that. Would you take that right now, Willie, for a Super Bowl championship game? The Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs and the Rams, yeah. I would take that, but we really don't have to wait that long because actually they play in three weeks on Monday night. Yeah, and but yeah, but, that, but all, everything ain't going to be at stake then when they play. But, you know, then, I mean, that would be – I mean, if they, if they perform the way they're both are performing now – and were to play in the Super Bowl game, man, I'm, I think that'd be a hot ticket. You know, they, they're not, you know, L.A. is a large market, you know, but Kansas City is not. But Kansas City's always still been one of those story franchises. We've been, I think we've been holding on since, uh, you know, Coach was on the sideline, you know, Hank Stram was on the sideline. I think we've been holding on to hoping that the Chiefs could do something ever since then. The Chiefs is a team that a lot of people kind of root for, for whatever reason. It could be the Hank Stram, you know, the, the ghost of Hank Stram is still walking around that sideline and, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, he, he kind of put a spotlight on coaches. And certainly uh, the team, you know, did a hell of a job back then when they won their, their Super Bowl. But uh, I, I think that would be a hell of a Super Bowl. I'm not predicting that's going to happen. But uh, what, what what's the date on the calendar I need to circle? November 19th, Monday night. Oh, yeah, that's a good, that's a good date, too. That's right around Thanksgiving. We, they should have saved that game. Uh, but we'll see. Hopefully, you know, they'll still be performing the way they are. Um, I don't see any. I don't see any letdown with any of those teams. Those two teams. What'd you think about? Of course, uh, uh, my man Gurley was. You know, he got it on, did his thing. Uh, what do you think about those two teams? Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is is doing is doing big things with 26 touchdown passes now on um, the season. Um, he's actually coming to Cleveland this Sunday to play the Browns. So that'd be interesting to see him. Uh, in the state, and him actually him against Baker Mayfield, they had an epic game in college a few years back. Texas Tech versus Oklahoma. I think Patrick Mahomes had like 800 yards of total offense by himself in that game. So he's a phenomenal talent. 
And the running back, of course, you know, it, one, right. one of the greatest plays I've ever seen in my life watching football, you know, mm -hmm. to jump mm -hmm. over somebody, drag several people in, you know, grab you at the five, you drive on into the five and you score, you know. Kansas City got some ball players. Yeah, Kareem Hunt, uh, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey. Uh, Kelsey and uh, Kareem Hunt, both Cleveland guys coming home this week to play in Cleveland versus the Browns. So it's good. You know, they, they'll be good to, to get back home. But, yeah. And they, but their defense is abominable. Oh my gosh, the yeah, Bob Sutton. The defense in Kansas City is 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 not good. Not be nice to say not good. Yeah, uh, it, it's always when you. It, I I've always believed when I watched Kansas City play. Well, let me just say this about Andy Reid teams. When I watch Andy Reid teams play, it's always Andy Reid doesn't have a Super Bowl championship ring because he could not outscore the New England Patriots. It's always been. Andy's going to outscore you. If Andy's got, if his defense, if his team defensively has to play a great game, I'm not going to bet on Andy Reid. Andy Reid is a, an offensive genius who I think neglects and cares nothing about defense. Uh, certainly gives the reins, you know, and uh, he, he's got he's got a colleague over there that uh, you know maybe a little bit older than him, but certainly somebody he respects running his defense. And I think maybe if there's a chance and it's on the line because it's a big game, Super Bowl game, they might be able to. But but Andy wants to outscore you. I, I think he takes tremendous pride in that, and and not having his offense stopped. That you know you're not going to stop his offense. You know it's almost like if if he's got the ball at the end of the game, this I don't know if his quarterback is that clutch at the end of the game yet. I don't know how many of those on the field down by three, I mean, down by four games he's been in a situation where he's got to score a touchdown to win the game. I, I haven't seen him. I don't know if he's done that. I haven't seen it yet. But certainly, uh, Andy, I think he'd like, he would like that opportunity. Uh, that would be the straw in his cap for him if he went a, a, a big game like that or if he won more games like that. But uh, defense has not been something that, you know, He's had some great players. He, he he's had some good players. We had some good players when he's in Philadelphia. He has some damn good players. I think he uh yeah, Andy did draft uh Brian Dawkins. Yeah. He's got a couple uh, you know, he one at least Hall of Famer. Um, but uh I'm I'm just not so sure about that. So um so I tell you what, uh that's on November nineteenth. We're gonna make sure that we uh we lock that one in for sure, Willie. Uh, there was a couple more uh, things that I wanted to make sure we wanted to talk a little bit about. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is just having one of them kind of years where is he? You know, it's like it's like is he still playing? Are the, are the Packers still relevant? It's like okay, they're they're out of the news. Everybody's not talking about them. That that bad man is just he's just doing his job. There's two bad men. Tom Brady is just you know everybody wants to forget about Tom Brady, but Tom Brady again is having a, looks like a, another Super Bowl year. What do you think about Tom Brady? You know what? I mean, he's doing what Tom Brady does. I mean, I've, I've learned some time ago to stop counting him out. He's 41 <laughs> years old. Yeah, you know what I mean? He's 41 years old. He's still out there doing this thing. So I can't I can't count that man out and, like, and, at all. And Aaron Rodgers? All the same. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, you got to remember, Aaron Rodgers got carted off week one yes. in the first half. Yeah, and I didn't think and, they, sh they should have put him back in there. I really didn't. And he's not missed a game yet. Right. So, you know, that may factor into why he's not uh, what we've seen Aaron Rodgers in the past, but the fact that he's still playing at all 
is is phenomenal, and 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 the and the manner and the, and the level he's playing at with that injury. I mean, I, I still, based on that, you know, to quote my man Stephen A., you still got to call him a bad man. Yeah, he's a bad, bad man. We're gonna take a break, and my bad man Willie Gibson's gonna be back with me. You guys, make sure you come back with us right after this break. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like a man. Got my man Willie Gibson with me from the OHIO. And Willie, we talked a little earlier about some trades. Uh, certainly happy about what happened. Uh, I'm happy about the Philadelphia Eagles getting the receivers going to contribute to them, hopefully get them back into the playoffs and deep into the playoffs. Uh, i like to see them make a trip down to Atlanta because we will be there. Uh, you and I, of course. Uh, but uh, there were some other trades out there, too, some very interesting ones that I think you had a comment or two about. Go ahead. Yeah, the uh, the Rams. I mean, they're eight and zero, and that. I mean, you you got to give you take your hat off to to Les Snead and his front office and and Sean McVay and the staff down in out in L.A. because they traded for uh, uh, Dante Fowler, the Jacksonville Jaguars defensive end. That was the third pick of the draft here just a few years ago, and they got him for I think two mid round picks, uh, twenty. 19 third round pick and the 2025th round pick. So they just stockpile defensive linemen. And you look at that defensive line as it is, you already got Aaron Donald, Dominican Sue, Michael Brockers, and now you're adding a third round, a third pick of the draft and Dante Fowler for two mid round picks. I mean, Atlanta, uh, you, you talk about seeing the Rams in Atlanta. We talked about Todd Gurley and, 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 and uh, Jared Goff and, and those players on offense, that defense, along with Marcus Peters and Akeem Tlaib, when he comes back from injury, you may very well see them in Atlanta representing yeah. the NFC. I, I think that was a smart move to them. I, I just think, uh, I'm, I'm not sure Dante has been performing uh, according to expectations. Third pick in the draft, you know, third pick in the draft, you don't want to get, he, he, he's there forever. He, he ain't going nowhere, you know, so I think the expectation, his performance has not lived up to expectations, but for the Rams to, you know, again, add something else to their arsenal of players up front. Well, like I just talked about earlier in the show, this is becoming a passing game. 
So I think that was a very smart move on 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 the part of the Rams. Uh, because again, it, you know, if he wasn't performing with another team, doesn't mean that once he gets together with the fellows you got there. And I think Nagamina Sue. I think one thing I like about Sue. I think Sue is the type of player that he motivates his teammates. I, I've just always felt that about him. When I, you know, they tried to make him out to be a bad guy when he's first in the league, a dirty player. I just think that's a man that plays with passion. He's always after the quarterback, and I would take him on my team anytime. So. Uh, and I'm rooting, I'm rooting for the Rams. I really am, man. I, you know, they, uh, in my mind, again, I, I told you uh, when I look at the Rams and I look at that running back, man, I just I just see Eric Dickerson. I'm, I'm surprised I'm the only one that's saying that, but I, I just see Eric Dickerson. I just love when that young man has that ball in his hands because he can make something happen. He can go the distance. He can catch it, catch that little screen pass. And I think that's what reminds me of Eric the most is how he catches that screen pass, catches the ball in his hands, you know, and then just turns up field them high knees and be gone. So, yeah. uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go, go right ahead because I, I understand there was a couple other little notes I had right here. You had a couple other people you wanted to mention in terms of uh, some happening in the trade today. Oh, yeah. The, um, the, we talked about the Packers earlier and Ty Montgomery. His, uh, they played the Rams, and uh, the instructions were to go out field to kick off, take a knee in the end zone. He decides to bring it out. He fumbles. The Rams recover, run the clock out. Aaron Rodgers never gets the ball back. You know, one of the best two-minute offensive quarterbacks in the league. And Green Bay loses the game. Well, they, today they traded Ty Montgomery to the Baltimore Ravens. And there was some a lot of uh, speculation on did he disobey the coach's order? Was he freelancing? Did he do it on his own? And that that I don't know how much of that of that play led to the trade, but he was traded today from uh, Green Bay and uh, to Baltimore. And also, Green Bay traded uh, safety HaHa Clinton Dix from uh, uh, their starting safety out of Alabama. They traded him to Washington for a fourth uh, fourth round pick. Yeah, well, I will say this about first of all about uh, Montgomery. For the life of me, I, I'm again, I'm going back to being a former player. I just don't understand why you want to convert. A, a receiver to running back, you know, and you're going to tell me that of all the people that have played running back, a receiver is better than these guys that have been playing running back their whole lives? Really? I just don't, I don't see how that happens. You know, I, I understand some other positions that could work. You know, myself, I, I was a corner who played safety. That, that's a natural, you know, a linebacker maybe who uh, can become a, a safety or safety who can become a linebacker or, or something like that. I understand a tight end could be a tackler. I understand that. But a running back, I mean, a wide receiver to a running back, I don't get that. And for him to be your primary running back, I don't get that. And I, I think this was more to do with, yeah, there was something between him and, and the coaching staff. And and there were too many other people who, who I think some comments came from the locker room that he was instructed to just take a knee to save some time, to give Aaron as much time as they needed so that, you know, they could move the ball down the field and score. Mm -hmm. But for the simple reason is I just have never been comfortable with the Green Bay Packers having a wide receiver as your running back. And he's been back there for years now. So I think he should have been gone. I, I mean, this play, this was a, this obviously was, you know, in corporate America insubordination, you know, but on the football field, you didn't do what the coach told you to do. The coach told you to take, take a knee, you know, and I don't know if it's because they took you out of the game or whatever it was, whatever the comments that came out, uh, obviously there was, you know, it's been extended. That conversation was extended and now there's more to the story now the young man is gone. So uh, 
but but Green Bay, I think, have have been um, you know have not really been helping Aaron Rodgers in in the running game because Montgomery should not have been the starting running back for them anyway. So, um, but 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 and then Aha Clinton Dix, mm, I'm not so sure that's we'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. But uh, he was a player that I thought he you know I thought he was a decent ball player. I didn't think he would be uh, anybody that would be moved. I I just didn't think so. But. Well, Again, he's another, he's another guard last year was deal. They have some depth at the safety position. So, you know, they moved him on for, was it a fifth round, fourth round pick. So, you know, give value for a guy that you may not be bringing back. Yeah. yeah. And a fourth round pick again, a fourth round pick is middle of the draft. That's not that bad. You know, you can still get some good players in the fourth round. Uh, I'm, I'm an advocate. You can get some players, good players all the way towards the end of the draft, which I know about that as well. But, uh, uh, certainly, um, we'll see what happens with that. But, uh, Okay, so uh, this week, what, what do you want to see? Who do you want to see? What's the game that you're looking forward to, Willie? Uh, NFL. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what? I want to see the I want to see the Browns and the Chiefs because I want to see how the Browns respond to the changes that were made yesterday with uh, Hugh Jackson and and Todd Haley uh, gone. Uh, Gray Williams is now the interim head coach for the next eight games and. Uh, former running back coach uh, Freddie Kitchens is now the offensive coordinator. So, you know, what a time to make a coach's change when you get the number one offense in the league coming into your house to play. But I want to see, you know, what Cleveland does uh, with the changes. I don't know that it'll be much different, but, you know, that's why we play the game. What do you, what do you think is all about this thing where, what is it, the last six coaches that we fired, we fired them after we played the Steelers? Is that the way? Is that? Is that the- yeah. Yeah, that makes six. Yesterday was six and, after and, the second so, Steeler game. So what is it about after losing to that? Because I'm sure we lost every one of those games to the Steelers. But what is it sure. about losing to the Steelers? You know, in the second game of the season that you play them, that it's time to make it's time for the quarterback to go. I don't. You know get, I, I don't get that one. Yeah, I think it's just it, where the season where that game falls in the season. You know, a lot of times it's the last game of the season. So a couple of those times it was the last game of the season. So, you know, you fire your coach at the end of the year. But, you know, this one, I think uh, the word was that uh, Dorsey just felt that the team had quit on Hugh. And the, the infighting didn't help. Uh, Mr. Haslam, in this, pre- this statement yesterday, first thing he said was we will not tolerate uh, internal discord. You know, we want people to be collaborative and work together. And that's what bothers me about Hugh. For everything that you – Survived going one one and thirty one three thirty six and one and things of that nature. You let a a, a childish fight with your offensive coordinator lose you your job. Yeah. It's like, come on, man, you're better. I would think you're better than that in that respect. But you know, it is what it is, and and, and they've moved on. So you know, we, we shall see. But well, we got uh, we got a couple more minutes, man. I can't let you go because I got to you know get your comments about the Buckeyes this week. Got a big game. Uh, there been some conversations about the coach's health. Uh, so why don't you just go ahead and finish it out, Willie? Go ahead and tell us a little bit about what you what you think about what's yep. going to happen with the Buckeyes playing Nebraska. I think it is a uh, national yeah. TV game. Yes, yeah, Nebraska, but um, I, I think it's a win. I mean, I think they're coming up. They're coming off a bye. You know, that's that 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 sting, that bad taste of uh, the Purdue loss is still in their mouth, and I think they get an opportunity. I mean, Nebraska's coming to here. Uh, one and seven, I believe, uh, or no, two and six. Rather, they they did beat Bethune Cookman, um, last week in a in a, a makeup game. So, you know, 
I, I think they win. But uh, Urban had, has come out in the last couple of days and had to address some some health challenges that he's had. Uh, some reports are, you know, with the whole thing that went down at the beginning of the season with the the suspension and 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 the the firing and the mishandling of the Zach Smith situation that he won't be around next year. He's he's not going to return because of his 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 uh, his uh, lack of faith or lack of trust in, in the in the in the administration here at Ohio State, the president, the athletic director Gene Smith, but. Uh, he refuted that yesterday. He said, "No, I plan to coach in 2019 here at Ohio State." And uh, he had some health challenges with uh, some severe headaches um, that have crept back up on him this year, and uh, had to be attended to on the sideline here uh, October 6th against the uh, Indiana Hoosiers when they were here. And uh, he addressed it today. You know, it's well known here. Uh, locally, as far as the cyst that he has on his brain, he had surgery a few years ago to have it drain and, and relieve some some pressure. Uh, the, the symptoms have come back up, but yeah, I'm gonna jump in. I'm gonna jump in there right yeah. there, Willie, because uh, yeah. I, I recall seeing he was on the sidelines and he grabbed his head. I think they said he bumped into one of the coaches or something. But but I'm I'm a yeah. person who suffered from cluster headaches, and yeah. I saw what looked to me. A man having a cluster headache. A cluster headache is something. It feels like somebody stabbed you in your head right away, and and it's like out of nowhere. I, I recall sitting, being in the training room, and I jumped up, and it's like I was going to try to climb the wall. My my dear friend Wes Hopkins, who witnessed it, God rest his soul in heaven. Uh, he was there. Jerry Robinson was there. I was trying to climb the wall, and and it looked to me like Urban, the way he grabbed his head. If he's having headaches, I would think that he has something similar to a cluster. Uh, but I, but I hope and pray I wouldn't wish a cluster on my worst enemy. Uh, I hope and pray that he's uh, that he is able to health wise recover and and from his uh, his coaching performance and the team performance. I, I hope and pray that we we look a lot better. I think we need to look better because if we still although I don't think we're going to be in the hunt at the end. But if we want to try to climb our way back in, we we need to look very good against everybody we play. I believe so. I mean, we're number eight right now. I mean, got to get in the top four. Michigan's number five. So if Michigan wins out until they come to Columbus on Thanksgiving weekend, you got a, a top 10 matchup at home for the Big Ten championship, and then you win the Big Ten championship game against whoever comes out of the West, I think that's enough to get Ohio State back in the Final Four. But if not, I mean, worst-case scenario, and, and, and Ray, you can appreciate this, it's funny that the worst-case scenario now is that Ohio State goes to the Rose Bowl. And, you know, you grew up, the way we grew up, it was like the Rose Bowl was a granddaddy of them all. And That's now right. it's a consolation prize. Okay. Well, okay, man, we're going to have to end it on that note. Thank you very much, Willie. I uh, hope you all enjoyed the show. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with my man Willie Gibson out of the OHIO. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.